Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Sister Dengu, if she can raise her hand where she is, she wants to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm glad that you are happy after the service we accompany her to be baptized. Are we going to do that? Brother Burora needs a congregation when he baptizes. Will you go? Amen. So, Sister Maseko is not here. She's got some family commitments. The white family as well are held up. And then, Brother Sister Mutau's brother in law passed away. I think it's the father to the daughter to the young uh, sister that they normally are with uh, her father passed away the funeral will be on Saturday in Medlebeck Amen Shall we bow our heads just to remember them in prayer Lord Jesus life comes from you you know the time when one shall be born and you know the time when one shall depart. We all at some point in time, as long as the rapture tarries, we shall pass on. That is why, dear God, at this point in time, we want to remember the family of Sister Mutau, and especially the young sister who lost her dear father. Losing a father is never easy, Death is never an easy thing. Your prophet says is like an unwelcome guest that goeth into every family. And dear God, this morning may you comfort them as they are busy with funeral uh, arrangements. Just guide them and everything may it go according to plan. And dear God, Maybe some here this morning have requests and we want to approach your throne of grace and say, may you be gracious and meet them at a point of their need. And dear God, I know you are a prayer answering God. There are so many prayers that you have answered. Whenever we call upon your name, you have never disappointed us. People may disappoint us, Systems may disappoint us, but you are incapable of disappointing us because you are our God. With you, there is consistency, reliability, and dependency. That's why this morning we can approach you with confidence and call your name unashamedly and declare you to be a God above the gods and declare you to be the Lord above the lords. And Lord, we love you for that. May you, dear God, just perform the miraculous that people may have testimonies about your deeds and people can testify about your acts. Thank you being, for being our God. And Heavenly Father, may the Holy Spirit continue to sweep over the congregation this morning as, dear God, the word of God shall be ministered. 
and we pray for the minister that will minister this morning, dear God. As listeners, we should listen and help us that our intake of the weight should be higher. Because, Lord, you never disappoint. You always have something to speak to us about. And where we need to repent, let us repent. This generation is incapable of repentance. And your prophet says, whenever we get to a point where we think we've got nothing to repent of, we are worse than a sinner in the streets. Help us to look into the mirror of the weight. And if there are things that are not right, help us to say, Lord, be merciful and help us to repent on those things. The hour is late, dear God. The rapture is here. I still believe that the rapture is here. And I believe there are people that believe the rapture is here. And we are coming here to church as a great preparation to look at ourselves and adjust and adapt ourselves according to your weight, dear God. And dear God, tithes and offerings have been given unto you. Dear God, wherever your children have taken, may you increase sevenfold. Dear God, you are a Jehovah Jireh. And Lord, there is no way that you will ever make us the laughing stock. Dear God, you are more than willing and more than capable and more than able to provide for our needs. And dear God, more so, especially in this dying hour, where dear God, people are entering into a state of desperation. And people are going to extremes to do extreme things. But dear God, he hide us under the shadow of thy wing. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. As you take your seats for a couple of minutes, the Manaso family would like to dedicate their, their daughter. Amen. But before they do that, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I traveled very well to the Caribbean, and I certainly had a good time. I certainly had a blessed time. Uh, I left here on was it Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Oh, Thursday. Then I arrived, I left Thursday half past five and arrived on the other side at half past five in the evening. And then we certainly had a blessed time. Uh, in total, I had 11 services that I preached to in and then uh, in four churches. Amen. Amen. That's 11 services in four churches. <laughs> Brother Brenham says, one 30 minutes of preaching under inspiration is equal to eight hours of hard labor. Amen. So you can imagine how exhausted I must be feeling. Amen. And then when you travel, you go there. So I traveled six hours backwards. Uh, when I came here, I traveled six hours forward. So right now that site is, it must be half past 
half past three in the morning. Amen. Now, I appreciate your prayers. I really appreciate your prayers. Uh, we had a blessed time. And the pastors, when I got there, we had the pastors' meeting. Uh, I think it was Monday after we had a service, but we had a pastors' meeting on that Monday, and we just have a, had a fellowship uh, on a specific topic that we looked at. So wherever we were, the pastors would travel with me, uh, moving around. Amen. Amen. And then I was... There's a sermon that was preached there, which was somewhat... I was very nervous that will people grasp it, because it was a very complex or delicate one. It was a divine introduction. Speaking about the deity of Jesus Christ, I was quite nervous that will they really understand and I needed God to help me on that. But after that, there is a minister that came to me and said, you know, I'm known as a critic in Trinidad uh, because I'm analytic. But after this sermon, I've got no questions. Every question that I had was answered. Amen. Now, it's not the eloquence of the preacher. It's the Holy Ghost in operation. Uh, do you believe that is the Holy Ghost in operation? Amen. It's not easy when you preach and many pastors are there and they are listening uh, but once they have heard and they understood, there is a pastor of Headstone Tabernacle. I think you all know Headstone Tabernacle. Do you know it? The one that normally distributes quotations. After that sermon, he said, Sunday I'm not preaching, I'm going to play this sermon in church. And he did exactly that. So, it's when you, you, you find out that we are not preaching fairy tales here. We are preaching something very solid. Those brothers, they said they wanted me to come over for the past five years. And they've been praying and praying and praying. And God answered to their prayers that finally I was there. There is a man that wanted to meet with me and told his son that he, I would like to meet this brother. It is amazing that this man had stage four cancer. And it happened that I was now in Trinidad. And now he was rushed to the hospital. And I was able to get into the hospital to pray the last prayer for him before he could cross over. No one could have designed that. No one could have designed that I would be at the right moment, at the right time, before the brother crosses over. They just had his funeral yesterday. Amen. So we, we certainly appreciate the Lord. So when you travel, the devil fights. 
It's a spiritual warfare. You had much better be backed up by prayer. I say you had much better be backed up by prayer. When I left, I said, my my greatest desire, Lord, is that let the people, when I minister, may they fall in love with your weight even more. Not with me as a personality, with your weight. And may I learn from them as much as they will learn from me. You don't want to be a superman. Hallelujah. And I say, may, may, they, may we have such a fellowship that I've not seen before. So the pastor there that hosted me, he said towards the end, before I left, he actually, he was very teary. He said, every cent that we spent on your coming here, when I compare what God has done, is nothing. Hallelujah. So it means it was God. I say it was God. Trinidad, Trinidad is, a, is a tough terrain because believers, they love the weight. You hear them by the songs that they sing, ne? You hear them by? They look at the ministry and the right song. So they understand the weight. And they spend time deliberating on the weight. So that's why you can't go to Trinidad and say, receive your car. They will wonder what are you talking about. They want you to rightly divide the word of truth. I'm not saying receive a car is wrong, but there are times where you go for doctrine. Hallelujah. Brother Bram says, we cannot be a church until we have something that you stand for. Uh, are you with me, brethren? This, how many people in the building say this message means more to us than anything else? Amen. Not this church. This message means so much to us than anything else in the world. Hallelujah. And when the message means so much for you, you protect it with your life. Hallelujah. How you live it. How you display it. Are you with me? So I, I found new friends, new families. They really fed me. Three times a day, sometimes five times a day. Uh, I don't know, Sister Chetty just stepped out. I, I had more roaches than I ever thought I would have. Different flavors. Every day we were full of books. Believers would say, come to, I, I never, I never, I ate in the restaurants no less than three, three times. The rest of the time, believers will say, breakfast will be at our house. Lunch will be at our house. Dinner will be at our house. We'll deliver dessert to your, to your place. Such, such love, such, such love. The, hallelujah. Amen. Brother Mpanya spoke last week about love Love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. I experience the love of the believers. Amen. Genuinely so. You, you feel it and you see that it's genuine. Amen. So I really appreciated them. Uh, uh, and some recipes I have of food here will try. <laughs> Amen. I enjoyed their national dish. They call it a gyro. 
I enjoyed what they call the doubles. Then I enjoyed what they call uh, bake and shark. And we had a blessed time. Then I went hiking with the brothers. My, my, my. I regretted going there. <laughs> I thought because I'm from Africa, I'm tough. And I told them that we've got the tallest mountain, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> then they said, no, the, we're going to go on a trail. I think that trail is run about, must be 15 kilometers. I said, that's nothing. We need, I need the toughest brothers. <laughs> then in the last minute, they said, no, we can't go to the toughest one. Let's go to this easiest one of two hours. Uh, I had a brother, he was in South Africa, brother Jadel, Jadel Thornhill. A uh, few minutes into the trail, he said, Pastor, can I hold your back? <laughs> then I think he realized that the engine is, must be very hot. <laughs> and then we got somewhere in the trail where we had to uh, drop from the mountain with ropes. I'm like, brothers, can we have a meeting? <laughs> They said, but we are just 10 minutes to reach the destination. Then we went down the rope, and we saw a beautiful, beautiful waterfalls. Then we had to come up on the mountain. The next day, I preached to two services in the morning, 7 o'clock service and 10 o'clock. Amen. So it was by grace I wanted to spend time with the brothers. I, I had a blessed time. I met an old man called Pastor Green. This thing that you see I'm wearing he was just so excited, he just didn't know what to give me. He kept on searching the office and said, Brother, I don't know what more can I give you. And I, I realized that this is the love of these people. <laughs> brother George Martin, Brother Beckett, I appreciate them. When you go on an international trip, sometimes there are certain things that you may not be aware. There is certain etiquette. So they were quite available to say, Hey, Brother George, how do we navigate this? He says, ah, Brother Madiba, this is how we do it. Brother Beckett will say, that's how we do it. Because they are well respected in that country. I said, they are well respected in that country. So when I came back, they said, uh, Brother George dropped me a note. And Brother Beckett, they said, you represented us very well. I said, God bless you. Amen. So we'll share more. There will be an audiovisual detailed report that I shall publish. But I had a great time. Uh, I now understand why God wanted me to go on to this trip. They prayed. They even defied COVID and say, "You are coming, no Maganjan." When I got there, I was touched that my air ticket was not bought by the church. It was believers that came together and said, Pastor, we don't want the church to be involved. We don't want, we will buy the ticket for him. Amen. And they bought the ticket. It was sponsored by believers. They showed me a young man. Uh, he said, Pastor, I don't have much. I was very poor, but God allowed me to start an aircon business and he blessed me. And I said, I promise God because I lost my parents that God, if you take care of me, I will take care of your business. And he was the first one to contribute. So I appreciate his efficiency, Tabernacle. I appreciate them. 
appreciate uh, Jadel Tabernacle, I appreciate uh, Bethlehem Tabernacle, Inner Sanctuary Tabernacle, wonderful group of people. And uh, it's, it's just been a mind-blowing journey. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. God bless. So, Brother Mpanyano was a blessing here last week. So I said, Brother, you carry on now while I'm around. So he will be a blessing again here today. I want to appreciate the ministers that came behind this pulpit to minister. Uh, you know, you judge the quality of the church by the local ministry. And especially when the pastor is not around, I appreciate it. They are standing in the gap, their diligence, commitment, and discipline towards the weight. Amen. How, can you give them a round of applause? When a minister comes to minister to you, you must know he has set himself aside for a service for you. He spent time, hours looking into the quotation. Sometimes the devil whispering this and that. Sometimes not being sure about the message. Sometimes seeking the will of God. So it is by God's grace that they minister to you. Amen. So do you appreciate your ministers? Amen. Even the local elders, how they took care of issues when I'm not around, when I was not around, much, much appreciated. Amen. Can we give them a round of applause? As the Manaso bring the baby, Azania, to be dedicated. Can we say bring them in, bring them in? while we call up the scripture for the little ones. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, 
suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Amen. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. So we don't baptize the kids, we just bless them. We are but baptize the adults that have come of the age of accountability. Baptizing children is a Catholic doctrine that is not in line with the scriptures. But the one that is in line with the scriptures, we bless them. And once they have aged, uh, we, we, when they have come out of the age of accountability, what they do, we baptize them. And I have seen that there where I went, they've got a Sunday school for the little ones. And even when they baptize them, they still have Sunday school that will be taught by a, a brother. They graduate from this class to the next class. Amen. So I really, really saw that that was something admirable. Amen. So that our kids must know, our kids must know, they must know what? Not Spider-Man. The weight. Amen. Our kids know cartoons more than they know the weight. Because parents are no longer reading the Bible with their kids. Now we wonder why kids turn out the way they turn out. Bible teaching must be central to a family. Where we teach them who's Moses, who's Job, who's Paul. They must know all those things. Uh, knowing Spider-Man and what is the other one? What? Batman is an old one. They don't follow that anymore. They say, what's that? Iron, Iron Man. There's a new Iron Man. Oh, all right. Amen. They come and go, but Jesus remains. Amen. Teach the kids about Jesus. Amen. expectant mother so she gave birth in the car and because the car was Mazda then they named the child Mazda <laughs> I, th- I, I mean that's, that's being irresponsible amen when you gave this child Azania you prayed about it and you, ha- you were proud about the name 
and you wanted uh, the name to have an influence on the child. Amen. That's why when your name is not right, you must change your name. That's why uh, Jesus changed the name of Peter. Uh, Amen. So your name must be changed if it is not right. So uh, we thank God for Azania. God hears. Shall we pray with Azania? Gracious Heavenly Father, here is a child, Azania, meaning God hears. I believe the parents must have looked down the memory lane and looked at the junctures that you took them through and realized that over there it was God who heard our prayer. Even over there it was God that heard our prayer. And Lord, they wanted to have a name in the family that can remind them that indeed God does hear and God does answer. And they named this child Azania. And dear God, this name, they've got expectations about the child. Because behind the name, there is an objective and there is a motive. And they brought this child to the minister of the gospel to lay hands upon the child. Because as parents, they cannot know what the future holds. But you as a great parent, you know 100 years from now of what the journey of life shall hold. But Heavenly Father, I pray for the child. That whatever challenges that may be there, it should always be remembered. There is a minister of the gospel that said a prayer over this child's life. Whatever plan Satan has right now, I destroy them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I put this child under the token. Especially in this time where Satan has gone on the rampage. Dear God, we have seen how a pillar of fire just appeared immediately after the prophet was born. Showing that God did not want to take a chance. Because the devil doesn't wait for age. He attacks when they are still in infancy. But here, this child is protected by this prayer. It's not the utterances of words, but it's a prayer speaking to God to watch over the life of this child. I pray for the parents, dear God, as they raise this child, give them the wisdom. Provide the guidance and the leadership. That dear God, so that when the child cometh of age, the name of the Lord should be glorified in the life of this child. Thank you, dear God. I commit this child to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless us, honey, Isn't beautiful? They get married by the altar. Now they bring their kids. You know, time flies. Not long I will be officiating the marriage of the child. That's how time flies. Amen. I couldn't believe that now the likes of Lesezi, Tapang, now they are, they can even sing. Now they are coming of age. Amen. That shows the grace of God. Shall we stand to our feet? Amen. Let's sing. 
I, I want us to do this. I see the church here at home, they don't sing, they allow musicians to sing. So I want to hear the church singing. Amen. The church must sing. Amen. Because if the church comes and it's only the worshiping, sing, sing, worshiping team singing, then it becomes a show. It's not worship. But he fled. You guys will hold on. You will join. I will tell you where to join. I want to hear the church singing. What are we singing for? Let's do this. I love him. I love him. Amen. But your name is not if let What is it? What? If let but you flat. Just the church. I want to hear the whole church. Do you love him this morning? the building. I love him. Do you love him this morning? Let the piano come in. this morning I love him this morning
So Abraham says he was in the spirit. It wasn't him, but the spirit that was in David. That's why he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> now, in the message, The Way to Fellowship, 1955, October the 9th, paragraph 17, I want to start right there. <clears throat> and Brother Brenham says, and may God help us tonight, so we can say, may God help us this morning to realize how we can have a perfect fellowship. Amen. Brother Brenham, in some messages, he called it an eternal fellowship. So he can help us to realize that we can have a perfect fellowship. No matter where storms come, whether you are right or wrong, you can still have fellowship. The only way you can have fellowship is you love perfect. Let's jump into the message of Doors in Door, 1965, February the 6th. And I just want to read, just to make our background here, in paragraph 11. And this time of fellowship, he says, All Dr. Bosworth, a friend of mine, many of you might have known Brother Bosworth. He was one of the saintiest old men. And he said to me one time, he said, Brother Brenham, you know what fellowship is? And I said, I think so, Brother Bosworth. And said, it is two fellows in one ship. In other words, these two fellows, they are sharing something. They share the ship, they share whatever there, but these two fellows in one ship. So they have to share a little bit. So when you share something, you are fellowshipy. Now, for a text, I want us to sharing our testimonies about God or our experiences. So when we come together and we fellowship around the world, we have to be fellowshipping about God. The center of our fellowship should be God himself. Men aside, any other things aside, but God should be the center of our fellowship. Two fellows in one ship. These two fellows, they are sharing. Hallelujah. Now in the message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed, 1963, July the 28th, paragraph 84, and I quote, Says now you've got tapes on that. You've got tapes on what we believe. You've got tapes on discipline in the church. How we behave ourselves in the church of God. How we got to come here together and sit together in heavenly places. Don't stay home. If God is in your heart, you can't hardly wait for the do- them doors to open out yonder. Yeah. 
to get in here to fellowship with your brothers and sisters. If you don't feel that way, then I tell you, it is time you go to be prayed. If God is in your heart, you can't wait to see your sister. You can't wait to meet your brother and have fellowship around the weight. I think we touched base last week here about Elizabeth. When she ran, something happened and she saw an angel. And an angel spoke to her and she ran to Miriam to have fellowship about something that she has heard from God. That God has given her something and she spoke to, I mean, God spoke to her. So if there is something that God has done for you, you can't wait to see your brother. You can't wait to see your sister and to share about God's weight. But I want us to go back into the book of Genesis. The prophet taught us, and he says now, everything started in the book of Genesis. The true church of God started back in the book of Genesis. The false church also started back there in the book of Genesis. Love started there back in the book of Genesis. Each and everything that you see now, if you want to trace its originality, you have to go back into the book of Genesis. Marriage started there in the book of Genesis. Fellowship started there in the book of Genesis. Fellowship by Redemption, 1955, April the 3rd. I quote paragraph 93. It says, now in the beginning, when God made the man to worship him and live, God taking care of him, God fed him. Man had a perfect fellowship with God. There was nothing wrong. God came down in the evening and talked to, to Adam and Eve. What a beautiful picture. God came down in the evening time and he had a fellowship with his own children. So it started there by himself, God himself, that he, li- he loved the fellowship. So in the evening, he came, Brother Brenham says, every evening, God came down to have fellowship. Not every Sunday only. God came every evening to have fellowship with his own children. And it was love constraining him to come and have fellowship with his own people. And what a beautiful picture. No harm. Nothing could harm them. No sickness could ever come to them. They didn't even know what sickness was. They didn't know what old age was. They didn't know what being hurt was. They couldn't be hurt. They were in the presence of the omnipotent powers of God. So they were conscious of the presence of the almighty God. So nothing can harm him. 
So when you are conscious of the presence of the Almighty God, there is no harm. Hallelujah. And anything that happens, you know that it has to happen because it's the will of the Almighty God. So they were in the presence of the omnipotent powers of God, which held them in control and guided them by His Spirit. There was nothing that could harm them. Paragraph 95. Now, in the beginning, when God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, and his great voice whispered to them, and they had fellowship, loved one another. Now, you can't have a perfect fellowship in the presence of the omnipotent, in the presence of the almighty God, if there is no love in your heart. Hallelujah. Love make us to come here. Love make us to pray for one another. Love make us to encourage one another. Love make us to be one in God. His great voice whispered to them, and they had fellowship loved one another. How the moving of the spirit went through the bushes. The lions come up. The tigers. All of them, they worship the Lord. Man was conscious at all times that his presence was with him. Now every man and a woman that is conscious that the presence of God is with him he behaves in a different way. He walks in the presence of the Almighty God, being conscious that God is there. He speaks different, being conscious that God is with him. And Brother Brenham teaches us that. Now, when there was a high priest, that when he went into the holiest of holies, he has to walk in a particular way. He had to dress in a particular way because he was conscious of the presence of the Almighty God. Now, when a woman is conscious that she is in the presence of the Almighty God, his dressing is different. The way she talks is different. Her testimonies are different. The reason why we do what we are doing, because we are not conscious of the presence of the Almighty God. You can talk anyhow. And the prophet says now, when you are a priest, if there is anything that was wrong, because he says now when you walk into the holiest of holies and there was this clock that was always there to show that you are still alive, if there was something that you are not walking right, that you are not dressing right, you are going to die in the presence of the almighty God. Right there, you had fellowship with God himself. Hallelujah. Now God loved fellowship. Now if God is in your heart, you love fellowship. You'll never be tired to speak about the presence of the Almighty God. 
the Message Fellowship 1955, May the 1st. I want to read paragraph 34. It says, Now man was born to have fellowship. That is the reason man was born. You are born to have fellowship. One, last night when I was driving along, and I saw a lot of people, Brother Brenham says, fellowship, where you see people get up themselves together, they are trying to have a fellowship. Whether in church or out of church, but men were born to have fellowship. Now, when you people gather together, whether they go into a society, whether they go into whatever that they are doing, Brother Brenham says even other people, they go into bars, they go into shebins, because they are trying to cringe. They want to have fellowship with one another. Amen. That is fellowship. When you see people going together, they are trying to have a fellowship. Amen. Now, man in the beginning, back in the Garden of Eden, had a wonderful fellowship. God came down and fellowship with his company of men and women every evening. In the cool of the evening, God will come down under the great palm trees, perhaps his secret light as it was, shining down on Adam and Eve in that great cathedral in the open fellowship with God had nothing to worry about as long as they were fellowshipping. Amen. And you see, sometimes we are too worried about certain things. Sometimes we go and do certain things that we are not supposed to do. But because man was born to have fellowship, you will have a fellowship. No, so God, I mean, Brother Branham says, man was created to fellowship and worship the Almighty God. So if you don't want to fellowship with God, if you don't want to worship God, then there is something that you'll have to worship. Because in your DNA, you have been created to have fellowship. In your DNA, you have been created to worship. That is why unaware or unintentionally people worship what they have. Worship their education. I'm better educated. They worship whatever that they have, they will worship their smart phones. That's for a better one. You can worship because it's in you to worship. Brother Brenham says some people, they worship their own husbands. They worship their wives. They worship their cars. They worship whatever that is there. Then they worship it because in their DNA, they were created to worship something. But I want us to realize this morning that we must have fellowship with one another. Yes. Amen. Amen. And have fellowship with God himself. Amen. Paragraph 36, he says, But the greatest fellowship that any man ever had was when he had fellowship with God. 
when God gave himself open to men to fellowship back and forth with his creator, the creator and his creator. Now, when God was fellowshipping with Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam had nothing to worry about. Everything was on the smooth and running right. He didn't have to worry about his clothes. He didn't have to worry about something to eat. Didn't have to worry about sickness. He didn't have to worry about death or sorrow. He knew nothing about them, just a freedom like a child. Amen. You know why? Because Adam knew that whatever needs that he had, God will take care of him. Yes. So when, that's why he says he was like a child. When you've got a child at home, he doesn't have to worry about anything. When the child is hungry, he or she runs to mommy. And she doesn't care whether there is food or not. She's looking for the food. When a child needs clothes, she doesn't care whether you are working or not. She's not conscious of that. She runs to mommy or daddy and says, I'm looking for shoes. And let me tell you something. As a mommy or as a father, you will make a plan that your child is going to sleep with something in his or her stomach. So how much more about God? So if you are conscious of him, and then you know that he's your heavenly father, you've got the genes of God in you. You have to run to him with your sickness. You have to run to him with your problems. You have to run to him with any other thing that you have. And God will make sure. I want you and I want you to understand me very well. There is no man, there is no woman that wants to disappoint his own child. A child is not aware of all these things that you don't have. Whether you are going next door to borrow food, he wants food here. And he expects food here. And he doesn't have a, even a slight doubt that you are not going to provide. So I want us to realize that Brother Brenham says they were like a child. So for you to please God, you have to come to God like a child. There mustn't be even a slight thing, a slight doubt in your heart that God will not be able to provide what you need. Amen. No, no, we can't. If we really believe a child, just take of a child. If a child cries for something, you're going to make a plan. Just imagine if you being a person, a human being, how much more God. If we really that believe in that God is our Father, God is our Creator, God is full of love more than us, God is full of compassion more than a human being. If you can have a compassion for your own child, what more about God? He will bankrupt 
heavens. He will come down, God, to make sure that whatever need that you have, He will provide. Whatever that is impossible, whatever that is in your heart, God will come down. You see, Brother Brenham says, Adam enjoyed fellowship. And God loved that fellowship to come down and fellowship with his own children. Every evening, and God came there. And he had fellowship. But one day something happened that broke fellowship between man and God. And we know what happened in the book of Genesis. And when God came and said, Adam, Adam, where are thou? And the fellowship was broken. And Brother Brenham says it broke God's heart. When he saw his own son. And Brother Brenham says now, because God wanted the fellowship to continue, he had to do something. Hallelujah. So that is why he took a lamp. Hallelujah. As a substitute. And he killed a lamb and he dressed them there. And Brother Brenham says now, when they realized that they were not, now they were without clothes and all those things. He says, when they, when, when they were going out of this um, Garden of Eden, Brother Brenham says, now God dressed them up. And he says, I could see. He says, blood was dripping on their thighs while they were working. They were walking and working out of that, um, uh, the Garden of Eden. But God, when he looked at that sea, it broke God's heart. And God made a decision there. And he didn't want to send any other one. He says, I will go down myself. Yes. So it shows how God loved a human being. When man, not that God did something else. Man himself, he broke the fellowship. When he broke the fellowship, and he didn't follow what God told him to do. And God, when he saw that the fellowship was broken, God made a commitment that I will go down myself and I will become a child. I will go to the cross and I will, be, I will go there and feel that pain because of a human being. So it shows how God loved his own son and mother. So that is why I say, if God left heaven and earth, and he came because Adam did what he did there. How much more now? Because Brother Brenham says he's here and he, went, he came there to restore that fellowship. Amen. He still wants to have fellowship with his own people. Amen. Hallelujah. And where God had fellowship with his own people, he says there was love there. Amen. The atmosphere was, was loving. Amen. There was nothing that can enter there. A tiger will come before Adam. A lion will come right there. So there was nothing that can, can harm Adam there or Eve. Amen. Yes. And Adam will, say, will tell Eve to say, this is a lion. Amen. A lion will say amen to Adam. Amen. A lion. Amen. That was the fellowship that God had with men. And that was the fellowship that God wanted it to be restored. Amen. 
He still wants that eternal, a perfect fellowship. Yeah. And this fellowship that we are talking about is, is not going to stop here. No. It will continue. That's program says now. There will be a great testimony. It will Amen. be a fellowship. Right in heaven, we will still have fellowship with one another. Yeah. We'll ask Adam, what happened there? Noah, the state is yours. I just want to hear you. Tell me more about what happened. I read a little bit in the Bible, but I want to hear from you, Noah. Tell me. So that will be a fellowship with one another. Now he says, when God was fellowshipping with Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam had nothing to worry about. Everything was on the smooth and running right. He didn't have to worry about his clothes. He didn't have to worry about something to eat. He didn't have to worry about sickness. He didn't have to worry about death, sorrow. Death cannot worry us. Sorrow cannot worry us. He knew nothing about them, just a freedom like a child. He had a heavenly father who watched over him and fellowshiped with him on daily basis. Amen. If we can be conscious of that, that we've got a heavenly father that is with us every day. And he likes to fellowship with us. The message fellowship through the reconciliation of the blood. 1955, June the 5th. I want to read paragraph 1-5. Now he says, now fellowship. The greatest fellowship that man could ever have is fellowship with Christ. Amen. Now Christ is in your brother. You can't go and fellowship with He's in your brother. He's in your sister. Amen. He says, I love to meet men. Men, we all love to fellowship with all one another. Sometimes go out and have a bite to eat. Uh -huh. Now, the neighbor women talked across the fence, coming around, having little parties where they meet together. That is fellowship. So now men coming around, having something just around to have a lunch or a breakfast or whatever that they have, it is fellowship. Amen. And they talk about God. Yes. But the greatest fellowship that any mortal can know, can know is when he is in the blessed presence of Almighty God. Amen. No fellowship could take its place. Amen. Nothing can replace that particular fellowship. At one time, man had perfect fellowship with God. That was God's purpose. So from the beginning, the purpose of God was to, for a man to have this perfect fellowship. That is the reason it is a crave in your heart. It's a longing for something, a contact. So your heart is longing for something, even if you don't understand. And Brother Brown says now, this fellowship actually is not going to end up here because he didn't start here. Yes. Amen. 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 
Amen. It's just we are conscious of each other now. Where I see your sister so and so. But we had the fellowship right at the beginning. Amen. Before we came to this earth, we had a great fellowship. Amen. We were brothers and sisters Amen. from eternity. Yeah. And we will still be brothers and sisters in eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, he says it's a perfect fellowship with God. So that is the reason we are craving to fellowship with one another. Amen. Now, if we are not craving to have fellowship, that's why I say there is one thing that broke fellowship. And the same thing that happened in the book of Genesis is the same thing that is still happening now. Is breaking a brotherhood. Amen. Breaking fellowship. When sin enters, it separates brotherhood. Amen. When sin enters, it separates sister. Amen. We are no longer brothers anymore. Hallelujah. Now, let us continue here. The Message Fellowship, August the 13th, I want to read paragraph 13. It says, Fellowship, it's a wonderful thing. Now, why does man like fellowship? Why is it men like to meet with men? Women meet with women. They all like to meet together. Ladies meet together and sue and talk. The men go to table and they have things in common that they like to talk about. We talk about common things that come from somewhere that what makes you love your children. Because you are a father, that is the strain, human strain. That is the reason it proves that you have a heavenly father that loves we, his children. All the things is now made of things that was, the Bible said there was nothing new in the world. Now in the beginning, when God made a man, he didn't make him to be sick. He didn't make him to have cancer. He never made him to die. He made him a fellowship. He never made a man to suffer. But he made men for fellowship. God wanted, he didn't even, he doesn't want, he wants to fellowship himself with men. So he was the first one to have fellowship with men. He was never tired. Every evening. He comes and have fellowship with even Adam. Never had an excuse until man himself had an excuse. God was always there. The prophet says he still loved fellowship. And God came down and he met Abraham. He likes to talk face to face with his children. 
And when he gave him a promise, he had a fellowship with him. Amen. And Brother Bram says he was like a human being. He came with a, with a skin of a human being. And he had fellowship. He spoke face to face with Abraham. They were exchanging, talking. That's what he likes. And he spoke to Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham prepared him something even to eat. Amen. Mm. It was a little dinner there, or it was a lunch, I don't know, but it was there. Amen. They were eating. Amen. The Almighty God with Abraham. Yes. Amen. Having fellowship. Hey, Abraham, he can cater visitors. Eh? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Abraham. Abraham had something for his visitor. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Mm. Let me not go there. <laughs> it's fellowship. Yes. I mean, just the tea. It's fellowship. You don't need more. It's just the fellowship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. So Abraham. Now in the beginning. Now in the evening when it was quiet, God came down and had fellowship with Adam and Eve. Yes. They loved God. God loved them. Amen. It's a relationship. Yes. Uh, fellowship, Brother Graham says now, there is in, in another message he speaks about, he says now, it's a relation. There has to be a relationship first before there is a fellowship. Yes. Now you have to have something in common that we can fellowship around it. Now the people that fellowship about other things That is why they go to drinking They fellowship about certain things That they've got in common mm -hmm. We come to God Because we've got something in common Then we fellowship around the way Because we've got something in common The sisters come together They've got something in common The brothers come together to fellowship Because they've got something in common Wherever there is a meeting those people, they've got something in common. Right? They fellowship about that particular thing. Yeah. It's a fellowship. They exchange. Yes. Right? He didn't want them to be sick, get old and die. He wanted to be young and lovely forever. But sin brought us here, not God, against God's will. We ourselves, we ourselves plunged ourselves into death. Sin brought us there where we find ourselves in. And the only way that we can go back into perfect fellowship is through the blood. The perfect fellowship. The message, the way to have fellowship, 1955, October the 9th, and I want to quote here, paragraph 60. Now this will be short. We can talk to you just short on this, but how that every person desires fellowship. I've never seen anyone yet who did not desire fellowship. We all like fellowship. Yes. 
whether it's around the weight or something else, but people desire to have fellowship. That is all right, mentally balanced now. You might want to pick your fellowship because that is true to every one of us. That is the reason tonight that all these fine people have packed out here in this building to a place where they are standing. is because that they like this type of fellowship. They like Christian fellowship. And that is why we come tonight to fellowship around the world. The reason why we have gathered here is because we want to have fellowship around the world. That is Christian fellowship. The same message, paragraph 20. Just now, what makes man want to fellowship? Because it's because he was made that way. He was made to have fellowship. Says what fellowship is. And, and, and now God is longing to have fellowship with his children. That he come all the way from glory and die to have fellowship with us. Isn't that marvelous? Now, that's where I want us to go. Now, it, God likes fellowship. So that is why now he says now he is longing to have fellowship with his children again. And we know that now in the presence of God, there is no trouble, sir. There is love. And that is where God wants to fellowship with his own children. There is no worries there. There is nothing except the love of God. He says, now in the beginning, man, first, <coughs> man had fellowship. First, we realize if we can have fellowship with God, then don't worry. God will take care of the rest of it. Amen. Right. You see, when the Bible says, now seek God first, or put God first in everything that you do. And the rest, God himself will take care of it. It's not as easy as he said, but it requires men to have to enter into this fellowship with him first. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have fellowship with God, it's like having a communion or like having. Uh, just to come in, talking to your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Brother Abraham says now, God and Abraham, they were like friends, talking. Now God, that's what God wants from us. And that's what God expects from us. We need to talk to him like a friend. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. We have to talk to him. 
And it's not just an ordinary friend. It's a friend that will take all our burdens. It's a friend that we can trust. Amen. It's a friend that we can tell him everything. Everything that bothers us, we can tell him. But we must have fellowship with him. So if we've got fellowship with him, as we said, is two fellows. And they share with each other. You share your problems with him. You share your challenges with him. You share your testimonies with him. You share your joy with him. Your happiness, your blessings, you share with him. Right, sir. Hallelujah. So men, sometimes, we like to go to God only when we've got problems. There was a certain man that was telling me, he says, hey, there are certain people that they don't like calling others. Mm. <laughs> Whether in church or in families or anywhere you go, or friends or whatever, you know sometimes there are people that you know very well that I will grow up together. Yeah. will never call you. And there are certain people that they are relatives, whatever, they will never call you. Yeah. There are certain people that they are with you in church, they will never call you. Mm. The day they will call you, there is something. <laughs> now you know very well. So he was telling me that. Then he says, no, there are certain people that it doesn't just happen. When you see his call, you know that there is a problem. No, but God doesn't want us to be that way. He wants us to have fellowship with him when we are even happy. Yes. Imagine God always when he sees you on your knees. I have got problems. I'm sick. Right, sir. Let us not do this. The only, the only time that God sees you on your knees is when you are sick. When you don't have something, I'm asking for this. I'm asking for that. But God wants fellowship. You know, even yourself as a human being, I don't think you'll appreciate a friend that always when he comes. Hey, I, I've got this problem, this problem. And, and when you don't hear anything about him, you know that I is sorted. Where he is, he's fine. No problem. Not everything goes well. He will never say anything. Hallelujah. You don't enjoy his fellowship. At this fellow, I don't really enjoy his fellowship at all. So imagine God, he will never enjoy our fellowship. He won't enjoy our fellowship if we are like that. You know those people? You know them? I don't know them. But they are. Mm. Nothing. Nothing positive that is on the table. No, it's this problem. See, brother, I call. Mm. So, but that's how you should be. Just, 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 just fellowship with him, with whatever that we have. Hallelujah. Then when you are good, you fellowship, you sing for him. He likes fellowship. 
So let, that's why I say, let us go back into the book of Genesis. There were no problems, but God wanted fellowship. There were no problems, there were no sickness, there was nothing. But God came down every evening, every day to have fellowship with no problems. God is fellowship with one another and so forth. But we want to talk only to only on the one face of it. Is the fellowship with God. Now I'm going to watch that clock hit there to be sure that I get the prayer line started in time. But fellowship with God is what? The first and the original fellowship that human beings had was with God. There wasn't even another living creature on the earth that he could fellowship with Adam, but God. Then God made him a helpmate, a wife which is part of him. So God liked to have fellowship with Adam, and he saw that Adam was alone, and he made a helpmate for him, and to have fellowship. So God continued that fellowship. He had fellowship with Adam, and he saw that, no, Adam, maybe during the day, even if I come in the evening, he's lonely, he's alone, let me make somebody to have fellowship with. So our wives are there to fellowship with us. Our children are there for fellowship also. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Adam had a good fellowship with Eve. And the Bible says now, when he saw Eve, he says, this is the bone of my bones, a flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman. She is part of me. She, she was so happy, this man. He had fellowship every evening with, with God. And then now here is somebody that will have fellowship. You can't have fellowship with God and not have fellowship with your brother or your sister. So the fellowship that he had, now he's got a fellowship with his wife. But fellowship with God, the first and the original fellowship that human beings had was with God. There wasn't even another living. Then God made a helpmate, a wife, which is part of God. And could you imagine in the evenings when the sun had gone down, going, setting way back in the west, and that streaks of light coming down through those great evergreen trees, God's great cathedral, cathedral and hear the roar of one of those blowing through the tops of those trees, and Adam and Eve sitting out there in the garden in God's great cathedral, having fellowship with God. Everybody longs to do that. Every Christian longs to have fellowship. Every Christian longs to have fellowship. You cannot wait for the doors to open if Christ is in your heart Amen. to have fellowship. Hallelujah. Right. It says now, there is where it is tonight. God has to give it. Then love produces a fellowship. 
Now, love produces what? Fellowship. Amen. You cannot have fellowship without love. Yes. Love first, after that comes fellowship. No, I wanted to talk about the message creating an atmosphere. You see, Brother Brennan says now, if somebody comes into your house and he comes maybe actually without love, he says you can be able to, you can feel the atmosphere. You can be able to, you see, people can be around you. We can all smile, we can laugh. But you can be able to feel the atmosphere that something is not right. Right, sir. Amen. I was told by some people that are not believing, saying, no. if you visit somebody, you can feel that you are not welcome. Even if your intention is to be there for some few hours, I know you tell them I was just passing. Right. And let's go with your surprise. Hey, brother, you, you came back quick, yeah? <laughs> yeah? You told them I'm going to have fellowship with them. Now all of a sudden you are there. It was quick, the fellowship today. Yeah? It wasn't the fellowship, it was the atmosphere. It was tense, yeah? Right. Yeah, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it, but that is the atmosphere yeah. that people create. But we long for that fellowship. We want to go back to that fellowship. So, but now we need to go back, and, and, and love produces that one. We have to love first, and then it produces us to have fellowship. That's right. But sin, he says, the day that sin had separated that divine love, God told Adam and Eve not to eat this certain fruit. They did, and sin brought separation. And sin by separation brought hatred. Strife. Envy. What happened? They separated from divine so sin made them to separate. It brought separation. Sin brought these churches that we see. The Methodist church. It brought all these churches. All these denominations they separate brotherhood. Methodists, they are not going to the Catholics. They are not going to the Pentecostals. They are better than these ones. It's sin. It separated them. Amen. God help us. We mustn't separate in the message of the earth. Love covers everything. Love covers the mistakes. 
Right, I think sir. it was the pastor some other time he was telling us. And he says now, you see the, the, the way somebody loves his own mother, and especially the sisters, they love their mothers. Eh? They do. Honestly, they do. The sisters, they love their mothers. <laughs> and even their mother, if they made a mistake, they still her mother. She's not going to tell other people. That's yesterday, she was shouting at me. Love covers everything. Let it be the mother in law. Other people will know. The mother in law. She was shouting at me. Hallelujah. So so you saw you see how, how, how you love your own mother. Not only this, even the brothers. We love our mother so much. We love our parents. Even if they do any other thing, they're still our parents. Then we don't go talking about them to people. We don't do that. And I'm certain, I'm sure that in each and every person's mom has got some weaknesses. Weaknesses are there. But we don't talk about them. It's because of what? We love them. If you take the same love to your sister, to your brother, then we fellowship our good things only. You know, the prophet says, if you've got nothing to say, nothing good about your brother, you'd rather not say anything. Just, 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 just be quiet. We say, no, let's sing. Then we sing. That's our finish. We've got nothing to talk about. I want us to go back to the basics. That's what friend says, no, this algebra makes us to be confused because we don't know our ABCs. We are too much into the algebra, but the people, they don't understand their ABCs. One, two, three. They can't count from one to ten. But they are doing algebra. X and Y. Not the code. They don't know one plus one is what you want to know. X multiplied by X is Y. <laughs> so we can't do that. Yeah. Hallelujah. So now I just let us go back to the basics. Amen. When an unbeliever comes, he must see that we've got a true fellowship of there is true identification. And this love, we need to pray about it. It must be just something that is the same or how they say we must love. It must be something that is prayer. We need to pray about it. And until it's just love bubbling out of your heart. Thank you, Lord. The problem says now a sheep doesn't go and ask. Hey, must I produce the wool? No, it doesn't. Nature, it does. So as a child of God, there should be love that automatically just comes out. Love produces a fellowship. Sin brings separation. It brings hatred. It brings strife. It brings envy. We can't be in fellowship with God. We can't be in fellowship with one another with these things. No. Sin separates us. Amen. Amen. 
And we get separated from the divine love, and then we've got these things. And when you separate from divine love, then you can't overlook your brother's mistakes no more. Huh? See? The reason that you can't overlook that, ah, but I think he just made a mistake. I, I, that was not his intention. Say that, brother. No, it was not his intention. I don't believe it's yeah. his intention. Even if he said it, you can tell me and say, but he said it. He says, yes, he said it, but it was not his intention. Yes. It's not about he said it or not. No. Bring us even some recording. He says, recording. I don't deny that he said it. I say, but it was not his intention. Right. But the sin separates us. Love brings us. But the reason you can't overlook that mistake of your brother is because of this separation. And we are separated from the divine love. Then we come now, we can't overlook your brother's mistakes. Says the pastor. He says that you can't overlook sister's mistakes no more. Because you've got away from that divine part. That love part. But if you really love the Lord Jesus, if sister or brother does something to you, oh well, that's all right. They didn't mean to do. That is the kind of love that Christ had. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. It's a perfect fellowship. If he does something wrong to you, he says, I know he didn't mean to do it. That one, I know him. I know him. I didn't say he didn't mean to do that. Hmm. That is example, Pastor Alavi. I always tell people that. Like, this one of a, a mother in law. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I tell them that they must practice love with their own people. Yeah. yeah it's a simple thing. But if you can think about those smaller things, yeah. mm. the message, the way to have fellowship. I'm going to finish now. 1955. I think it's the same message. It says, so then when sin came in, it separated man from fellowship. Notice what God did to bring men back to fellowship. He introduced to the world a bloody redemption. God killed animals put for their skin showing a blood redemption. And there God, after being separated from his creatures, God laid out there out the welcome met back home by the shedding of the blood. And that was then, has been, and will always be God's provided preparation for fellowship with him is through the shed blood. That is the only way that God provided. Back to fellowship is the shed blood. Now we need to 
He says now, in the message fellowship with God through reconciliation, 1956, January the 20th, paragraph 50, says people has longed for this wonderful thing of fellowship. The world tonight is hungry for fellowship. The nations are hungry for fellowship. People are hungry for fellowship, but we got at it in the wrong way. Now, tonight, we think of what makes men long for fellowship, what makes that in your heart that you long to fellowship. My mother used to have an old proverb, she said, birds of a feather of the same feather flock together. And that is the whole lot of truth, birds of a same feather flock together. You don't see doves and crows together because they have no fellowship, their diet is even different. <laughs> So the reason now we long to for this fellowship is that we know that we share our diet, our spiritual diet. We share our spiritual vitamins. We share a common God, our Christ. We share the grace and the love. We share everything. Now we are in this fellowship because there is something that we share together. He says, but this great strain of men longing for fellowship, we have tried to bring people together through the ages. Many times, educational program has tried to unite people together by education. And standing in this auditorium tonight of this lovely school, I certainly wouldn't speak against education. But education is not the appropriate way for fellowship. You can't educate people to love one another. You think you can, but it takes a divine order to do that. There is no way to do it through education. You'll never be able to have too much fellowship with God. And God longs for his creator who created in his image to fellowship with him. So you'll never have too much fellowship with God. You'll never have too much fellowship with your fellow brother or fellow sister. Because we have been created to fellowship. We are going to fellowship now, we will fellowship forever. We fellowship eternally. Now he says now, in the message God's provided way of approach to fellowship, paragraph didn't write the paragraph here, but that wasn't God's program. In order to restore fellowship again, God made a provision right there in the garden. If there wouldn't have been any other provision better, God would have made it. But God made the only provision, the only basis of restoration to that blessed eternal fellowship that was through the blood of an innocent victim. God made a way back to fellowship. That is the only basis that God have ever that God ever had, or had now, or ever will have, back to a relationship and fellowship with God is through the shed blood of an innocent victim. Amen. Makes me feel religious knowing that there is a way, that there is a God-provided way. In the message, uh, God's provided way of approach to fellowship in 1960, uh, July the 9th, paragraph 31. Brother Brenham says here in closing. And what made God provide this way? Because God is love. And love demands fellowship. Then he repeats here, he says, 
Love demands fellowship. So, because God is love, and love demands to share our testimony. Love demands us to share our experiences. And love demands us to come to church. Love demands us to love one another. Love demands us to respect one another. Love demands us to take care of one another. Love demands us to protect one another. And love demands us. It demands us to share. It's the love of God. It's the perfect love. It demands fellowship with one another. Let's stand on our Jesus is their friend.
fellowship. Amen. Fellowship allows a godly influence to flow. Mm. You know, today we baptize people and they spend 15 years, 10 years in church. They don't even know the message because there is no fellowship. Uh, sisters come into church, they don't know how to dress their in church because there is lack of now, me, I'm not like here in Africa where you have a meeting to discuss a meeting about how to do something in a meeting. When you hear something, you become a, a doer of it. When you hear something, you become? Amen. On the 2nd of August, it will be Friday. September. Oh, I said I traveled backwards. It was really backwards. Second of September is Friday. We're going to meet here seven o'clock for a prayer meeting. It will be for a prayer meeting. You bring an experience a testimony, then we have a prayer meeting. Something that we are going to have regularly, almost monthly, we're going to come here, we'll have a topic for the month. You go and read, and we come and fellowship here at church. We can say, we come, we speak about what is modesty. Mm-hmm. And then we come here, church, we do modesty. Amen. Now, there is money here in Wheat Bank. Money is not an issue. <laughs> oh. There is money here. You don't say Amen. I told somebody that I was thinking, I say, hey, brother, here in Trinidad, they seem to be doing much with less. They don't have much money, but you can see the commitment that they have to the things of God. 
Now, when we have those meetings, trustees are not going to buy anything. We will contribute, we will donate, somebody will bring scones, and we'll just have scones and tea. Are you with me? Trustees are not involved there. Sisters will bake, I say, I baked a dumpling for our cottage meeting. Are you with me? But we start with a prayer meeting on the 2nd of September, 7 o'clock here. Then thereafter, we'll announce where we do monthly. Even sisters will contribute. You get a topic, we're going to come here for fellowship. That's how other assemblies are doing, and that's how they bring the new converts up to speed. I don't even want to have a meeting about it. Um, It's done now. Watch what will this church become in the next six months. Watch what this church will become in six months in terms of unity, in terms of prayer for one another, in terms of love for one another, in terms of tolerance. You will see those things. How many agree with me? We start on the 2nd of September, 7 o'clock. It's a prayer meeting. Come with a testimony. We come with a experience. You share. Then we have a prayer meeting. We leave. Then I will announce the date where we come and the topic where everybody will have to contribute. You're going to say, what does the prophet say about this topic? What does the Bible say about this topic? What will my contribution be? And let's see. Will we do with that? Yes. Amen. We're implementing the message of today. Ne? We're not going to have a meeting. With how are we going to do it? No, then it doesn't happen. Amen. Can somebody say amen to that? Second of August, of September, it's a prayer meeting, seven o'clock. Amen. So we'll see how God. Even on that meeting, sisters, if you've got dumpling, you've got soup, you bring. Then after we'll go there in the in the Wendy house and for refreshments once we are done. These things we will do them. Because COVID, you know, Brother George, uh, Ratanang George in Trinidad, he said, Brother Madiba, COVID killed more people spiritually than it was physically. Do you get it? Do you see it? So let's reverse that. They say, you must have something in common. When you love pirates, and it's cause. You, you look in your phone book, who do I fool? You want fellowship. So, what more about God? Eh? We, we can't keep on avoiding each other. Let's come together. We want to spend eternity together. Let's talk issues. Let's build one another. Let's correct one another. Let's go into the rapture together. Amen. So we appreciate Brother Mbanyana for a thought uh, from last week and this week. God bless you richly. Amen. Amen. So 
I'm, I'm excited about what I was excited on the plane because I was thinking that this must happen, that must happen. There's just so many things that must happen. Even musicians, now we want you to write songs. Malaka. Where is it from? Where is it going? We want message songs. Where is the ministry where today? And we write it in our own languages. And you put melodies there. Are you with me? Amen. And in no time, we must have our own song book here. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Our own? Here. Yeah. That we know. These are our songs composed by our people with their own melody. Yes, I'm like it when you say, Yeah, my guy. Yeah, can just say, there must be a, a messagical element to it. Are you with me? Uh, when I was in Trinidad, I repented so many times in my own room. I repented so. I realized, I said, Lord, we have, the amount of time that we spend on young people and what we expect of them, we spend less, but we expect much. I was touched when the brothers in Trinidad, the reason we went on hiking is that Trinidad is known to be a tourist attraction for their carnival festival. It happens in around February. It's where people, it's actually a Catholic, it's a Catholic event where people come, millions, thousands and thousands of tourists come to Trinidad. And it's the filthiest festival because things that happen during that weekend, it's mind-boggling the filth that takes place. But it's the tourist attraction. It's inspired by Catholic prostitution that happens during that time. So during that time, the brother, I think his brother Yadel, was telling me, around that time, we take all our young people, we go hiking, we camp in the mountain for that weekend. Then we come back after the filth is gone. Do, do you see in time? In t- eh? They don't just sit and say, ah, we'll pray. And later when the young ones fall, ah, they are weak. What have you done as an intervention? So it made me to repent and say, Lord, what we invested versus what we expect. And uh, brothers, uh, Brother Mpayana spoke about giving last week. A lot of things in Africa, they don't happen because people are stingy. On the things of God, people are stingy. You see, I traveled to Trinidad. I took two flights to get there, via Congo, via via Kenya, via New York, two flights. The pastor didn't pay for it. The church didn't pay for it. Brother, a brother just comes and says, Pastor, I will sort it out. Mm-hmm. La? 
Yeah. Then we wonder why God doesn't bless us. Hmm? If, a, if a speaker comes from somewhere, what stops you to say, I will sort out this? The time of lip service is over. The time of lip, we want to give our young people the service, not lip service. We want to give one another service, not just lip service. That's why you see me calling those things that they must happen. You're going to see something. God is going to move. I trust me, God is going to move. And communion, we haven't done it for some time. I'm sure some people even think that doctrinally, do we still believe in communion? Or have we fallen? We will come with communion date. We need to bring things back on, on track. So that doctrinally, we tick all, all the, the boxes. COVID is gone, it's come. If it's around, it's just stubborn. Amen. But, but we can't be held back. It's time we move on. Amen. Amen. We, we appreciate the Lord. I'm, I'm, my heart is really bubbling with joy. Amen. And I realize that we've got so much talent. We've got so much people that are there, but maybe we've been poor stewardship of people's talents, of people's commitments. And I said, Lord, I will do better. I, as a pastor, repented when I was there. They ministered to me more than I ministered to them. Many times I was in my room crying and said, Lord, over there I could have done more. Over there I could have done there. Over there I could have put more effort. This could have been avoided because God shows you these things. Are you with me, brethren? You see, I wasn't worrying. It was no travel and tourism. It was service. Amen. Amen. Let's sing a song. What a friend we have in Jesus, Masoma. What a friend we have in Jesus. Then we're going to wrap up in prayer. Amen. Do you love your ministers here at home? They bless me. And there's still more that will come. But they bless me. Don't worry, next week I'm preaching. Just say he's no longer preaching. Next week he hear me. Amen. <laughs> but they will come. But I am blessed. Amen. And I think God is gonna do something in our midst. Before he does it in the church, he does it in the pastor's heart. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And oh, what peace we often forfeit. And what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. But to this afternoon we're going to carry everything to God in prayer. Let's sing it. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, our sins and lives to bear. 
that you use for feather along okay that's how I sing it I must tell Jesus all of my trials I cannot bear 
possible for us to come to your house, Lord. Father, indeed, we have had a fellowship with you. 
we have had you, Heavenly Father, talking to our lives, Heavenly Father, shaping us, Heavenly Father, and cutting all those things that are unwanted, Heavenly Father. You know we, you, you care for us, Heavenly Father. You are proud of us, Heavenly Father. You are jealous, God, of our lives, Heavenly Father. Always you want the best out of us, Heavenly Father. That's why when we come here, Heavenly Father, we are under expectation. And we are, Heavenly Father, expecting you to talk to our lives, Heavenly Father. We are not dictating, but we're saying, Heavenly Father, our hearts are open, Heavenly Father. Indeed, Heavenly Father, feed us, Heavenly Father. Indeed, Heavenly Father, shape us, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank that blood that was shed on Calvary, Heavenly Father. We say, Heavenly Father, our our iniquities, Heavenly Father, our unbelief, Heavenly Father, may you look through that blood, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank for this service that you have given us, Heavenly Father, brother Mpanyana, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father has preached to us, Heavenly Father. We know, Heavenly Father, the anointing comes from you, Heavenly Father, through him, Heavenly Father. We know virtues went out of him, Heavenly Father. May you restore and reveal more to him, Heavenly Father, in his ministry, Heavenly Father. As Heavenly Father, we thank also for our pastor, Heavenly Father, for lending him safely here, Heavenly Father, and for making it safe, Heavenly Father, to our church, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank for all, Heavenly Heavenly Father, individuals, Heavenly Father, members of this church, yes. Heavenly Father, that are dedicated, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, that wants desire for this church, Heavenly Father. Mm. We pray, Heavenly Father, we say, Father, look out for their families, Thank Heavenly you. Father, bless them, Heavenly Father, whatever challenges that are mm. there, Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly yes. Father, fight for them, Heavenly Father, and be the highest captain, Heavenly Father, in their battles, Heavenly Father. Lead them, Heavenly Father. Father, we need guidance in whatever that we do, Heavenly Father. That's why we call upon your name. You say in your word, is there anything hard for the Lord, Heavenly Father? Father, we must ask abundantly from you, Heavenly Father. We mustn't doubt, Heavenly Father. If we ask and we believe, Heavenly Father, thou shalt do it, Heavenly Father, because there is nothing impossible from you. Bless this church and its needs, Heavenly Father. We commit all Heavenly Father, as we are going to Heavenly Father to have a baptismal service, Father, you say, Father, may you bless it, Heavenly Father. Bless the brothers that are going to Heavenly Father, overlook that service, Heavenly Father. Father, we say, bless us on our way back home, Heavenly Father. We commit all praying and believing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Amen. 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 Well, I was asking, brother, how much is the end that you normally use to boil water? I say 700. I'll make a plan that we get two for tea when we have fellowship. Amen. We're going to have a good time. These messages were shaping us towards somewhere. Let's do this. Let's sing a song, and then thereafter we are dismissed. Brother Borero, we appreciate you for baptizing all the people that come. You are doing an excellent job. Amen. God bless you. Musicians, you are doing very well. I'm tremendously blessed by how you sing. Trinidad. Trinidadians, yeah, Trinidadians said, we, we can write songs, 
but those guys can sing. I said, wait for part two when they start writing songs. Amen. God bless you richly. Let's sing a song. It's such a wonderful to be among you. It's like the service you're in the end. It's so nice to be among the people they, they like, the precious faith saints. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. Let's sing. They said, who was missing me? Amen. Amen. So I've got a one-on-one with him. Amen. Let's sing a song. Have a blessed week. And then this week we'll do a virtual. But next week, don't forget, Friday, we'll come for prayer meeting. Somewhat we'll, we'll, we'll advise in terms of the calendar of what needs to happen monthly. Without, without a faith. God bless you. That's right.